podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under. This is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the Big Bash Dailies with the Cricket Badger Meet, James Butler. And just seeing the final knockings of the Brisbane Heat getting their account, their winning account open in the Big Bash. They need just one more run from 19 balls. Even the Brisbane Heat should be able to get across the line from here. They're going to topple the Hobart Hurricanes and get their first win. Thank you very much to bluecrocodile.co.uk. Snapping up the right mortgages for you. bluecrocodile.co.uk. Give them a follow on Twitter as well, at Blue Croc Money. I'm joined today by Ash Turner and Abai Meta. And Abai, good performances from the Heat, wasn't it? There was a time in this innings where it looked like this comfortable chase might just be derailed. A lot of T20 cricket is about momentum and confidence. And the Brisbane Heat are lacking that at the moment, but this will do them the power of good. Yes, could have just been worse had they not been able to chase this small total today. So good for them to have crossed the line. Good for BBL as well. That uh, heat is finally spreading some heat for the other teams. Good for the game. And uh, yes, as you rightly said, it's all about confidence because they don't have it at the moment. And they really needed somebody to turn up for them today. And Lewis Gregory, uh, you had uh, you were all already talking about him. And he's turned up today for the heat. And that's why they've crossed the line today. Yeah, sure. obviously from sitting in England, it's always interesting to see the Englishman being introduced into this tournament. Obviously, David Milan coming in today for Hobart Hurricanes. But Lewis Gregory, terrific performance with a ball from him, wasn't it? He picked up three wickets, got two in two balls and uh, has really announced himself to the Australian public. Yeah, fantastic from Gregory. I've been waiting for, to see him get into this BBL. I'm looking forward to seeing him. Obviously, done, always done a really good job for Somerset in the blast. Um, but never quite come off yet for England, you'd say, in the international. So great to see him on the big stage today and great for him to have such a good performance. And I think the Aussies will be excited, especially the Heat fans, because he keeps describing himself as a batting all-rounder and he hasn't had to do anything with the bat today. But that bowling display, banging it in nice nice and back of a length and also then bowling one a little bit fuller, but with a bit of variation, rolling his fingers across it. And he just showed how many options he's got and how dangerous he can be. Here comes Scott Bowling then in, and Jimmy Pearson drives him straight down the ground. Jimmy Pearson completes the job today. He was just a couple of runs short the other day for Brisbane Heat, but he's in terrific form. He finishes on 16 not out. James Baisley is 31 not out and the Brisbane Heat have won this match today against the Hobart Hurricanes by four wickets. Hobart Hurricanes making 148 for seven in their 20 overs. Brisbane Heat finishing 152 for six. That's going to change the table a little bit. Obviously not been updated on my screen in front of me just yet, but it'll take the Brisbane Heat off the bottom spot. We'll leave Per Scorches in the bottom spot and Hobart Hurricanes, who have been one of the early front runners in the Big Bash, will remain in third position. Abai, um, we were saying on the podcast the other day that there was a gap growing between the strikers in fifth. Obviously, the top five go through to the playoffs. 
and then the Melbourne Renegades on four points in, in six and a danger that the power play positions will be cut and dry a long time before the end of the tournament wins for the teams like the Brisbane Heat and just narrows the table up a little bit and makes it a bit more exciting doesn't it? Yes as a Hurricanes fan, I'm happy that they they got this jolt today. And because Brisbane didn't have the confidence, like we discussed, this match became close. So kind of, uh, it's good for Hurricanes to get a jolt right now before the back end uh, of this tournament, uh, the business end, as we call it. Yeah, it it spices up the things, and it's good for for the BBL as well. Now Chris Lynn probably will come back after a few more games, so it's good that he'd have got this win up their sleeves. Uh, and good for Hurricanes as well. They've got David Malan today. They got him. But uh, things didn't fall their way. But hopefully they'll learn. And since this was a this was a match where they competed, at least uh, they won't feel so bad Brisbane, or deflated after, after the game. Brisbane Heat will welcome Chris Lynn back. I think it's mid-January he's due back in from his injury. Dan Lawrence, though, Ash, is uh, going to be going off to England duty now. He only made a duck and conceded 10 runs in his one over today. But a young England player with plenty of potential, Dan Lawrence, he goes off to test duty in Sri Lanka. And the, the Heat haven't really seen the best of him, have they? No, he, he's shown little bits. He's got some starts in a couple of games, but he's never really pushed on, which I think he'll be disappointed about, the Heat will be disappointed about, but again, he's only a young lad, he's going to have plenty more opportunities, you would imagine, at the top level in these franchise leagues, and I think he'll be more worried now about what we would expect to be his test debut over in Sri Lanka, and hopefully getting himself a spot in that Red Bull team. Based on what I've seen of him, I wouldn't be shocked to see him getting that spot in the Red Bull team and finding himself back in Australia for the Ashes next year. Yeah, he's got a really big opportunity, Dan Lawrence, over the next few weeks for England. Good luck to him for that and safe travels off to Sri Lanka for all of the England boys. Cricket's a game played with balls. You've got to look after them in the field. Badges are furry creatures. My friends at manscaped.com help you make sure it's neat and tidy down there. Oh, get rid of all that excess fur. Make sure that you're neat and tidy. Make sure everything's in the right order. Oh, feeling all good now down in this set. Oh, manscaped.com. Maximum skin-safe performance. Compact design. Advanced engineering. Ceramic blade. Waterproof. And it doesn't end there. Show you care by caring for your pair. Cleansers. Revivers. Preservers. Simply go to manscaped.com. Quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com. Get on there now. Don't want to sound like a stuck record on this because we've talked about DRS before, but there were a couple of potential howlers in this game today. There was one as well where the umpire, on a, he'd given the, the free hit and then actually gave the batsman out caught behind off the free hit when the batsman was about a foot off the ball and the players just laughed and got on with it and the, the umpire repealed his decision. But it just, I, I just think the DRS is important in today's game. It, it stops the howler, um, which is what we always say. You know, the, the real, the batsman in full flow getting sawn off, a potential batsman that could go on and win the game for their team being out when he shouldn't be. And DRS stops that at times. And Abai, I think um, this competition really needs to sit down and think about this because it might be financial. I don't know why they, they haven't got DRS, but it's a big miss, isn't it? Yes, and also the other discussion which is going on that if players can travel, why can't the umpires? The umpires can also travel and, you know, follow the bubble protocols like the players do. Uh, After all, umpires are also cricket officials. So, uh, yes, these couple of points are 
uh, up for discussion. I I really don't know why DRS is not implemented uh, within the Big Bash. Big Bash is followed up by fans all over the world. So uh, that's quite surprising. Great to see the Brisbane Heat off and running in the competition. They get their account open in terms of the win column. Per Scorchers now, the only side in the competition yet to claim a win. Every team has been beaten at least once. And I guess, Ash, I mean, other than the Perth Scorchers stat there, with every team beating each other, it does promise to be a good competition, doesn't it? That's what you need in these sort of competitions. You don't need front runners that just disappear over the hill and far away and other teams getting left stranded. The fact we've got five playoff places, whether that's right or wrong, does keep every side in this competition for the duration, doesn't it? Yeah, I think you really want an open tournament. You want a tournament where you think most teams have got a especially when you've got five qualifying, where you'd like to think every team fancies the chances up till really the last couple of games of getting into the latter stage of the competition. And it just makes it so much more exciting for a fan. And I think maybe that's a little edge that the Big Bash currently maybe does have a little bit over the IPL, whereas the IPL, you sort of know that the Mumbai Indians are going to finish probably top. I think there's still, still a bit of debate over who's going to finish top in the Big Bash. And there's certainly a lot of debate over who's going to finish in the knockout spots. I know the Scorchers are about to win, but they've got two big players in, Livingston and Roy now joining them. And I think most of us suspected they might be a little bit slow out the blocks. And hopefully now Livingston and Roy will help them to, to get going. And that table, if they were to win tomorrow night, will look so tight and it will be so hard, really, to, to make a decision on who you think is going to make it through. Well, as it stands at the moment, these Sixers have played four. They're on 12 points. They're leading the Big Bash 10 table. Sydney Thunder are one point behind on 11. So are the Hobart Hurricanes. They've played five games now, though. Uh, Melbourne Stars, Adelaide Strikers have played four games on 10 and 9, respectively. Four games now for the Brisbane Heat get their first win. They go up to five points. Melbourne Renegades are in seventh, four from four. And the Perth Scorchers are, after three games, on two points. They desperately need to get their win account open and up and running. In changing times like these, make a change yourself. Buy your own home. Still living with parents or renting? Why not buy your first property? Mortgage rates are lower than ever. Speak to Blue Crocodile. Blue Crocodile? Yeah, Blue Crocodile. They'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you. They don't bite. They're just straight-talking people like me. Give them a bell or go online. Blue Crocodile. Let's go through today's game then. And now we know the results. Hobart Hurricanes being beaten by the Brisbane Heat. Four-wicket win with 16 balls left to play. And we saw the Hobart Hurricanes uh, getting 148 for seven in their 20 overs. The top scorer, Darcy Short, with 27 from 20 balls. Also had their James Faulkner, 26 not out from 18 balls towards the end there. And uh, getting them up to 148 for seven, which kind of seemed just below par for me at the interval. Two for 36, the best bowling from Mark uh, Stachetti and uh, some good bowling as well from Lewis Gregory. Three for 22 from his four overs, as we've said. Nine dot balls for him. Only conceded the one boundary, the Somerset man, opening his big bash account in style. Brisbane Heat then got off to a flying start with Max Bryant, 31. Sam Heaslett, 48. But then a bit of a flurry of wickets. Dan Lawrence, Tom Cooper, Jake Waldemuth and Lewis Gregory going cheaply. But then Jimmy Pearson, 16 not out and 31 not out from James Baisley. Seeing them home, as I say, with 16 balls to spare. Two for 24 from the ever-impressive Riley Meredith. The best of the bowling for the Hobart Hurricanes. The Blue Crocodile.co.uk Cricketer of the match then. Abai, your nomination. We'll go clearly with Lewis uh, Gregory. 
because uh, he broke the back of the hurricanes he took all the important wickets he took the wickets of david malan uh, the best batsman uh, in the hurricanes lineup and he also took uh, darcy short and their captain hanscom so i think uh, that's where the hurricanes in innings really got derailed and that's where brisbane got the upper hand even though as we discussed hurricanes did uh, fight back but it's a, a gregory spell which really uh, made the difference today and made sure that brisbane in the end have a comfortable victory any advance on lewis gregory ash uh, to be honest probably not i think as we've just said lewis gregory was the match defining spell there was a couple of overs where he took three huge wickets on debut was just fantastic really and Hazlitt did well I think him, him and Bryant starting so well made a big, big difference. And he stumbled a little bit after that. But for me, I think despite some of the heroics from Darcy Short, I think it's got to be Lewis Gregory. Yeah, Darcy Short, 27 and three wickets. Obviously, Sam Heasley at the top of the order as well. But yeah, Lewis Gregory, totally in agreement with there. His wickets and the three big wickets, as Abai said, you don't get three much bigger batsmen out in the Hobart Hurricanes lineup than Darcy Short, David Milan and Peter Hanscom. So Lewis Gregory did really set the tone towards the top of their innings, denied them getting a really big total. So the bluecrocodile.co.uk cricketer of the match today is the Somerset all-rounder, Lewis Gregory. bluecrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Let's uh, take a look elsewhere in the world because we this is a wonderful time of year, isn't it? We have Christmas, we wake up on Boxing Day, there are test matches being played all over the globe. We have the Big Bash as well, so if you're a cricket fan at the moment, if you're a sports fan at the moment, there's a sport galore going on at yeah, now you've eaten too much on Christmas Day and now you can just sit back and slob and watch the sport. Or you can go out for a run and watch the sport. You take your choice. Start. Let's go to the Australia-India game because obviously a lot of the listeners to this will be Australian. We've got a lot of Indian listeners too. India bowled Australia out for 195. And then they had a task today. Started off the day at 36 for one. And it could have gone either way for India, Abai, couldn't it? But some good batting from um, especially Ajinkya Rahani there. He finished the day 104 not out. 277 for five. India leading at the end of day two by 82 runs with five wickets in hand. They've done really well, haven't they? 36 all out in the last test match. After after leading on the first innings as well in that one. Coming into this one, new captain, four changes in the side. To be in the position they're in, they can take a lot of credit. No doubt. As an Indian cricket fan, it was a great day. It takes a lot of courage to bounce back from a 36 all out performance. And uh, on the first test match of series down under, you can totally get crushed. So credit to Rahane and credit to Indian team management. They had good bowling plans and it really looked like they did not get affected by the performance in the previous test match. They came back fresh and they really attacked Australia. They had clear bowling plans. Very happy for Rahane because he's not been in such a good form last two, three years. And we all know what he can do, but it was just not coming. And uh, it came just at the right time uh, when he had just taken over the captaincy and probably his career was also on, on the line. He's, uh, this century will hold him good. So the test match is still not even half done and the series is also very long. 
Ash, talking about the captaincy of India, I've been critical of Virat Kohli in the past and his captaincy. I, t- I tend to find him a bit reactive rather than proactive. I think he's fantastic off the pitch. He's got the team fit. He's got them firing. They all look at him as being a, a leader in that side. So yeah, from that perspective, he's a very good captain. But I think just tactically, sometimes he, he's a bit lacking. And we see a lot in cricket, don't we, that people give an additional responsibility can sometimes rise to it or sometimes they wilt in it. And it looks like Ajinkya Rahani is somebody that really revels with that responsibility. He's taken that on his shoulders. He wants to lead that side. I think he did very well in the field. And then obviously you could see in his batting, 104 from 200 balls, 12 fours, but he really did dig in and he played for his country. And that's what you want to see, isn't it? Yeah, I think Rahani's done a really, really good job. I know there's been talk about him saying, I want an extra bowler and when I'm captain, I'll take responsibility. I'll put the runs on at number four. And you can't really argue with him. I think there is a case in cricket that we just seem to give the captaincy to the team's best player, a bit like England have done with Joe Root, but it's not always guaranteed to have a positive effect. Um, and I know, for me, I don't I don't think it's necessarily always the right decision. I, I'm with you, to be honest, on Virat. I think I would probably have Rohit as captain in the white ball. And looking at it, maybe Rahan now in the red ball, I think sometimes Virat's just a little bit too hot-headed, a little bit too emotional and reactive as you say and sometimes gets it practically just not quite right I think he's done spades of good for India in terms of improving fitness and professionalism and improving the whole image of cricket around the world but I can't disagree that I think maybe his time as India captain could be coming towards an end if if, if you've been really harsh Aboy, if they were to take the captaincy off Virat Kohli, um, and I don't know whether you, you you agree whether that's a, a good thing or a bad thing, we'll hear that in a second, but how do you think he would respond to that? Would he go in as a senior player and be there and positive and provide all of those positive things off the field that he already does do, but without the captaincy on his shoulders? Would, it, would he maybe sulk a bit and it maybe has the reverse effect on him? How, how do you see that panning out if that was the case? Yes, so this discussion has been since long now, uh... Because especially, uh, as Ash mentioned, Rohit has been doing so well for the franchise he captains uh, in at the IPL. So uh, everybody's been talking about, you know, giving him a chance. And now people will also talk about Rahane. I personally think Virat is doing okay. Uh, even though the points we, we mentioned today are also correct. He is a bit hot-headed, but he's doing okay. And he's done a lot for Indian cricket. So I'm not sure if I'd be uh, okay with him you know, stepping down or moving aside from captaincy and India performing well with split captaincy. I'm not sure about that also because it hasn't worked for India earlier. Uh, and uh, people have been saying that split captaincy might not be good for a country like India. If that happens, it's okay. You know, we'll learn and we'll see how it goes. Coming to the other question about how rea- Virat would react, I think he'll, he'll be very good. And probably with no pressure of captaincy, we could see him do even better as a batter. So I won't be surprised if he, uh, if he, you know, improves his batting even further and goes on to break several more records uh, when he's without the captaincy pressure. At the same time, we know he's he also thrives under pressure. He's done well as a captain as well, especially in the test matches. But last two, three years, it hasn't been so. It's, it's been a bit less uh, while he's been the captain and he's got the pressure. So maybe when he gets relieved of the pressure, I won't be surprised if he does very well as a senior Indian batter. Just as an extension on that, Ash, I'm a big believer in the nappy factor. You know, Virat's gone back to uh, to India now to join up with his wife to welcome the birth of his first child, his daughter. And you often see in sport, 
that the birth of a child suddenly makes that human being think there's a little bit more to life than this sport malarkey. I've got a young child now to provide for and to love and a family unit that's the be-all and end-all and my top priority. And all of a sudden, maybe cricket goes down a notch in their thought process. But by virtue of that, the pressure comes off a little bit and all of a sudden it frees them up and they score loads more runs. Now, Virat Kohli has done rather well anyway without uh, the nappy factor, but I think the nappy factor could actually really drive him forward from here. He could become a real force, you know, an even bigger force. Yeah, I think it could. You can see in quite a lot of sports and in quite a lot of cricketers, it, it seems to have a positive effect. I think, as you say, it almost relieves a little bit of the pressure once you realise that there's more to life than Willow in a leather ball, I guess. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Coley progress now and get even bigger scores and make it get even more phenomenal stats from here. It would be interesting, though, I think, to see how sort of the Indian public continue to take to him following on from this. I know there was some what to me was crazy, but seemed to be some criticism of him for wanting to go home to be there for the birth of yeah, his that- first child. I think he's made the complete right decision, but the Indian fans, it is it's like a religion to them. And so it'd be interesting to see if maybe with bubbles, especially if he chooses to miss any of the games in future tours or in future series, what, the, what their response will be and how they'll take it. Abai, just to finish off with Virat Kohli, the Indian public, I, I get the impression from a distance, obviously I'm sat in England, I'm watching the cricket, but obviously not an Indian and not as involved as with, with the heart quite as much as the Indian public. But MS Dhoni seems to be worshipped. Yeah, he's right on the top pedestal. You've got Sachin Tendulkar up there, probably just above him. Virat Kohli never seems... I mean, people love Virat Kohli. People respect Virat Kohli. People know what a fantastic player he is. But in terms of where he stands in the legend of Indian cricket, he seems to be a bit beneath those other two. That's true. And I think that comes from the fact that uh, he's a bit hot-headed. Dhoni and Sachin, in comparison, were very calm even when they were very young. So Kohli uh, had to change his character a lot from what he was in his early 20s to what he is now. He's very different. But So that's why, uh, because his character has been so diverse in the last decade, he's got different kind of fan following. Some are extreme uh, in favor of Kohli and some have not liked the way he carries himself because they compare him with Sachin and Dhoni. So it's an interesting thing and India is so diverse. It's, it's such a big population. So you can get you know, different kinds of opinion. And Kohli really, because of the personality he has, he creates this this big divide as to people who will like him in an extreme way or they will dislike him in an extreme way. So that's because of his personality. I do hope that he will end up in the same bracket as Sachin and Dhoni. Uh, but right now, uh, as you said, it's, it's not so. Um, I think Dhoni, uh, with his captaincy towards the end of his career, made fans really like him and Sachin also had this longevity so the fact we discussed today that as a batter what Virat does towards the uh, you know next 4-5 years is going to be very very crucial as to whether he ends up in the same bracket as Sachin and Tony that's what I'd like to say it's going to be interesting, isn't it, to see what happens with Indian cricket at the top of the uh, the food chain in their team. Ajinkya Rahani is certainly a more relaxed kind of character, it looks like to me, in the field, whereas uh, Virat Kohli does wear his heart on his sleeve. We'll see what happens and what pans out. Uh, but uh, certainly Ajinkya Rahani doing rather nicely in the current Test match. And uh, regardless of what happens on the pitch, Virat Kohli, good luck with the birth of your child. I know you listen to this uh, Cricket Badger podcast. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money, or find them on Facebook.
Blue Crocodile. One final question for you both, fellas, as we look at that Big Bash table with the Sydney Sixers at the top there. We've had uh, quite a few games now of this competition. Just one team in your answer. Who wins Big Bash 10, Ash? I want to say for the Thunder, obviously, as my team. I think they will have a good chance with Billings in, but I'm going to go at the moment and say, I can see the Sixers going back-to-back. I really can. How about On paper, it's uh, Melbourne Stars. Because uh, of what we saw yesterday, even though they lost, they have this extreme firepower and uh, extreme wealth of resources. But uh, I would want Hurricanes to win this time. After all, I'm a I'm a fan of Hurricanes uh, as a Badger. <laughs> There's a theme that goes on with these fan Badger uh, podcasts. It was the same in the IPL. I asked for a one-word answer and I get three sentences. But I don't mind because there were three very good sentences from both of you. Ash and Abai, thank you for joining me today. Cheers for having me. Cheers. Have a good day, guys. And thank you, everybody, for listening in your ever-increasing numbers to the Big Bash Dailies. Thank you to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of this Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily podcast. We'll be back again tomorrow with more Big Bash chat. I've been James, the Cricket Badger. I'll see you then. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.